0: Hello, this is Notes from the Back Row, a podcast like no other, different themes, rotating hosts,
1: and so much more. So strap in for a veritable cinematic Coney Island of the Mind.
2: Episode of Notes from the Back Row, the official podcast of Backdash Row.com, champions of unsung and underrated cinema. This podcast episode is another episode of Hoser Horror, where I, Dan Gorman, am joined as always by Carlo. Carlo, and we talk about a certain type of movie on this show.
0: Beauty this idea. movie was shot in 3B. Three beers, and it looks good,
2: eh? Yes. Not three B-movies, but uh, Canadian horror movies. So Definitely B-movies, though. Yeah, <laughs> B-movies. So we're w- we're talking about two Canadian horror movies, as always, on Hoser Horror. But we are being joined by a special guest, returning guest to the show, Hoser Horror, Matt from the Companeros Radio Network. Podcasts like Movie Melt and Songs on Trial and more.
1: Welcome back. Well, thanks for having me. Glad yeah. to be here.
2: Can I get you a beer, a uh, back bacon?
1: <laughs> yes please yes <laughs> how's it going i'm doing all right man i'm stoked to be talking about invasions of the mindbenders. like you're the oh only God. other person that i've ever met that knows about this movie
0: mm. Mm. so yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't think either of us had seen it yet so no it's the first but yeah, yeah it wasn't it wasn't the master list of it horror <laughs> and I don't know. It looked kind of kooky. So,
2: <laughs> you know, we're, we're trying to do some like Halloween pregame. So we were looking at what are some Canadian movies that would fall under the horror, you know, more, maybe more to the horror end of things. Cause we've been doing some thrillers and stuff. And so we mm-hmm. picked these kind of based off of like the cover art and some of the reviews, you know, making it, you know, they, they both look like they're going to be horror movies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we'll yeah. get to mind benders. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um you know the way i discovered this movie was you know me and drew buzzy were doing these mixtapes with narratives um -hmm. that actually had plots and so we did one with um computers called computer warriors then we did another one with aliens called sex aliens from outer space Mm. and then we never finished it but we were doing like a, a satanic computer mind control uh high school movie mm. oh, and so Invasion of the uh, Mindbenders is just loaded with stuff that was just ripe for the picking Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, <laughs> it's been a while since I revisited it and it was yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's good stuff it's a good oh, time yeah for yeah. sure
2: <laughs> yeah well then you know what let's just get straight into the episode and let's talk about Invasion of the Mindbenders from 1987
1: Said we're supposed to be playing easy listening music? Easy. Easy or sleazy. <laughs> easy or sleazy. I like that. <laughs> so,
2: this could be the end of civilization as you guys know it. Mm, so far I like it. Would you guys listen to me? I have something very important to say. Gordon? is taking all the rebellious kids, and it includes you two, and putting them into a special class. You're going to be guinea pigs in some very high-tech behavior modification experiment. Is that what you all lathered up about? They've tried that stuff before, it never works. Yeah, remember that lady shrink that they brought in that time? Uh, yeah, right. I don't remember that. I, I sure do. you do. She's the one the cheerleaders set fire to.
0: Ah! <laughs> <laughs> shutting down the school radio station.
2: This is directed by Jeannie Joseph and written by Jeannie Joseph and Skip Lackey, produced by Jack Brovman, who we'll get to in a minute. Mm -hmm. The tagline for this film is controlling a mind is a dangerous thing, the Uh synopsis is two teenagers notice a sudden change in their fellow students. No one is able to explain this zombie-like behavior, which at the command of an unseen alien makes them punish transgressors with merciless violence. Man, there's, that's by... loaded
1: with spoilers in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <That's>, uh, yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Um, <laughs> thanks, Letterboxd. I know, Jesus. <laughs> Settle down. Yeah.
2: This was produced by Gold Gems Limited. Again, we'll get to Jack Brodman in a minute. And uh, was filmed in and around Montreal, Quebec. As I mentioned, this is produced by Jack Brothman. So yeah. we talked about some Brothman films in the past, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. We did the tour movie. So those are uh, Brovman Productions.
2: Yeah. Oh, the, did we do anything else? Well, we did briefly discuss Night of the Dribbler.
0: Oof! Yeah, <laughs> apparently Jack Brothman's favorite movie. Of what?
2: <laughs> <laughs> of his own, yeah. Have you
1: ever what? seen that, Matt? yes it sucks it's so bad it's so
2: bad (laughs) so yeah
1: yeah i saw the trailer for that and was like oh my god this is must see and absolutely yeah yeah,
0: yeah. and that
1: poster as well yeah
2: basketball hat. yeah great looking but boy In the first like 10 minutes, I was watching it going, I love dumbass jokes. So I'm on board. And Mm -hmm. then like 15 minutes into the movie, I wanted to die. I know.
1: (laughs) Totally, dude.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So do you guys know a lot about this uh, Jack Braufman character?
1: No, I know nothing.
2: So he grew up in the Bronx in 1940s. Um, worked a bunch of different jobs, a messenger for the photography department of some magazines um, where he met somebody that he was going to do some work with later, eventually ended up working at a photo sonic and went on to work as a film booker at MGM. Wow. So ended up kind of like spiraling into the film industry from there and sort of is most notable for directing and producing black and white softcore sex films as well as hardcore movies in the 1970s Um, under tons of different aliases and then eventually even after that you know in the 80s kind of fell ass first into making low-budget horror movies in Canada (laughs) and that was kind of like the sort of end of his career Like he
0: graduated Um, from porn into horror movies. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know, like usually it's the other way around. Yeah,
1: right? (laughs) Oh, man, the pseudonyms, though, these are great. Wizard Glick and Loony Bear.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Man, that sounds sounds like like a trip, man. A ton of different pseudonyms did work with, you know, like hardcore stuff.
1: Oh, and the Finleys, Uh, Roberta Finley and and Michael Finley. Okay.
2: Roberta Finley, yeah. And so he produced what was, you know, the movie that was turned into snuff from 1975, like super notorious, right?
1: Oh, yes. Okay. Now I, yes, I've, I totally know who this guy is now. Yeah.
2: Yeah, So he ended up kind of meeting somebody who had a lot of money and was like, let's get into making movies in Canada because they have a tax shelter thing going on. And (laughs) so they made (laughs) Zombie Nightmare which we've covered on the show before. Apparently, oh, yeah. Roberta Finlay was saying to him, like, you you can make this movie. Go do it. Go do it. And so he did, which is kind of funny. <laughs> but, so, uh, funny. Yeah, Roberta. A- apparently, you know, according to him, Mindbenders, a.k.a. Invasion of the Mindbenders made a lot of money. And I think yeah, that's what probably that mean, because though? of the tax shelter. <laughs> yeah. You know, he was talking about like, you know, for every dollar you put in, in Canada at the time, you could write off like a dollar thirty, oh. so it was like you know you're making back more your more of your money than you put mm-hmm. in. Obviously, that's the okay. idea of a
1: tax shelter. So he so. made like three dollars off this movie because they spent <laughs> yeah. about ten.
2: Man,
0: that's that's yeah, that's yeah. that's the big success. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> but yeah, so he produced this under his, uh, you know, what did I say? Gold Gems Limited. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it is directed by Jeannie Joseph, who is also super notable because um genie wrote and directed the new footage that turned twisted souls into spookies
1: mm. okay
2: which is such a crazy story
1: Th- what, what's twisted souls then what's the difference so
2: it, if you want to know the full full story there is a oral history of spookies from the website The dissolve uh-huh. google that sometime but basically the gist of it is they these people were making this you know uh labor of love called twisted souls monster movie low budget thing and they had these producers that you know were were footing the bills and they brought them a work print that was like two and a half hours saying like this is everything we've shot in order you know put together it's a fucking work print and the producers were like oh my god none of this works what are you doing this is two and a half hours and they took the movie from them and sent it to some other people uh one of them being genie joseph and they Mm. um shot and wrote and added all this other stuff like the farting mud men and stuff <laughs> just like you know made it completely remove like change the movie and that's why it's so disjointed huh okay yeah so genie joseph pretty uh notorious for that as well so this yeah. is i guess yeah. i think zombie night was first and then they made mind vendors mm, um
1: okay. oh yeah and- he was a producer on the carpenter too huh the wink yeah. Houseer movie yeah.
2: yeah have
1: you guys seen that
2: yeah, no, have, that's have, yeah. Canadian that's like Canadian, right? Or shot here at least in the I believe so. Yeah. Seemed like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never seen it.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely worth the look. It's uh, you know, kind of a slasher with Wings Hauser.
0: <laughs> Did you like it, Carlo? I don't really remember. I I remember going into it thinking it was a different kind of movie than it ended up being, because it's it's not very slashery. It's more like this, I don't know, Wings Wingshauser plays sort of like uh a ghost
1: or something oh really see yeah I don't remember too well either I guess then
0: yeah (laughs) yeah it's it's almost like this I don't know like lifetime drama-ish, but some supernatural flourishes and Wings Hauser sometimes shows up to do carpentry in this woman's basement. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) During the night, something like that.
1: (laughs) Dude. Okay, that is not what I remember at all.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I need to revisit that shit. But just, I don't know, depending on your expectations, like it's not a straight-up horror movie. Yeah. Definitely
1: not. Yeah, I've been going through Wings' catalog these days, going through the deep cuts, the ones that I've never seen And uh, it sounds like I need to revisit that one.
0: Yeah. I need to still uh, still see a couple of Wingshauser movies. But I did want to say, though, about Jeannie Joseph. Like, I looked some stuff up about her. I don't know how much you have in your notes, Dan. But apparently she's, like, the CEO of Hawaii Movie Studios in Honolulu now. Oh, really? Whatever that is, I'm not sure. (laughs) But she's (laughs) a CEO now. And she also apparently had or still has this talk show called the genie show where she interviews people about all kinds of
2: stuff sounds like i need to
0: see that (laughs) (laughs) i'm pretty sure you can find it on facebook if you do a google for that the genie show it will pop up she also has twitter and according to her bio she now teaches improvisational comedy to soldiers oh wow okay (laughs) that's a career yeah that's a thing Um, yeah and also on her bio from I don't know. One of the places she works for might be a school or something. Uh, I, I, I I managed to deduce that I think her mom played Tony Soprano's mom on the Sopranos. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. But, you only, but you're not 100% I'm sure. I'm not 100% <laughs> sure because I can't really find confirmation. Were you like comparing photos? Mm, they sort of look alike, but it <laughs> says on her bio, her mother play the character on the Sopranos, so i went okay. to look at the sopranos and the sopranos honestly that cast is kind of a sausage fest it's it's mostly men but the few women in there like age wise the actress mm. who played tony soprano's mom also from new york um genie joseph born in new york as mm. well i don't know it just adds up to her
2: case so closed her case like closed. somebody in like one scene with one line though too right it might be, but
0: then would that be on a bio? Like, oh, yeah. yeah. She, her, her mom's an actress on The Sopranos. Yeah. I don't know. It might be, but still, I don't know. That's I also I just feel if like they the look, look alike.
1: Like, yeah. Why just, would you not? I mean, of course you would yeah. say that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess so, but still, I don't know. Well. Like, it, it's it's impossible to confirm this. Like, I tried to get in touch with Jeannie Joseph on Facebook, but she hasn't messaged oh me back or anything. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> but yeah, I tried to do my best yeah. detective work on this. Um, That's amazing. That, so, yeah, that might be a thing.
1: That a boy, Carlo.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and I did want to mention from the interview that I was reading with mm. uh, Jack Brovman, yeah. he does mention at the end of the interview, like, I still own these movies if you want to re-release them <laughs> about, like, vendors."
1: Uh, yeah, I was wondering <laughs> why nobody's put this out.
2: It seems... <laughs> yeah, me too. It seems ready I mean, to go. Let's get right into the movie, though, because... Okay, okay. This... This is a movie that you kind of expect is going to either be a science fiction movie or a horror movie to some degree, mm. and then you start watching the movie, and what you get is a really zany kind of like boner comedy. Yeah, I guess <laughs> you <laughs> know maybe not not super horny like a boner comedy, but it is very like I mean
1: it's not it's no Porkies or anything. No, it's, it's like it's, a drug induced fever dream. Like it's insane it's though. So zany. Yeah, it's so zany super Zane, yeah absolutely yeah it's, yeah uh, and it's it like takes a so long well.
0: comedy more than a horror movie yeah like, there's like horror elements to it but in the same way that you know 50s horror movies aren't too uh extreme or anything like stuff like not of this earth and and uh, even like invasion of the body snatchers like <laughs> all that stuff's pretty tame when you watch it now like but it's still considered horror yeah
1: you know yeah, this. I mean, it, for the first 15 minutes, it's you're not even sure if there's going to be a plot to the movie. Yeah. Mm, yeah, it's yeah. really for hard for to follow. Even. Yeah, maybe even longer. It's really hard mm. to follow even what the hell's happening because there's so much padding of, like, food fights, kids <laughs> going nuts in the classroom or just making a lot of noise and mm. being rambunctious and wild. And, uh, yeah, it takes a, a while for this movie to actually, you know, even— show that it has a plot
2: yeah Yeah. and until very late in it i was almost even thinking like this is only lightly science fiction like it's about you know this guy that comes into the school and they're gonna try and get the students to you know get in line and pay more attention in class by playing music that's gonna kind of like not, it's not explicitly mind control, but it's very like mm-hmm. they'll be in a better mood yeah. and they'll be more susceptible to learning and stuff.
1: Yeah, behavior modification.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that is like for, you know, 90% of the movie. And then right in the last 10%, you get like, actually, it's, you know, spoiler alert, as the synopsis gave away, yeah. like, actually, it is an alien. And so up until that point, I was like, this is. Just a zany comedy with very, very light mind control. Yeah, science fiction stuff.
1: I mean, the dude, the my like the scenes though that are the padding in this, like, because mm-hmm. the thing is, okay, first the kids are just totally nuts, and so there's food fights, and then they're not listening <laughs> yeah. in class; they're just like throwing paper airplanes and you know <laughs> doing whatever they want, swinging off the ceiling and everything. Yeah. But then they do the mind control, and so everybody's good. But like, if anybody like steps out of line then everybody beats them up and then you get more fighting and so yeah. there's just like so <laughs> much fighting in this movie and just like kids yeah. going nuts and it's well, uh it's amazing. i thought
2: that was hilarious because the plot of the movie dictates that at a certain point the guy who's running the school sits down and goes like well i'm gonna modify this program and i can like delete or add different things and he deletes or he yeah he deletes like the thing that stops them from being violent because he goes like ah they won't yeah we don't need this non-violence that's fine we don't want them to be you know like wussies or whatever and then mm-hmm. like that's the last thing i would remove from the list of things that it has
1: well <laughs> like, you what? know principal borden is uh ex-military and yeah. they, they really lean on that pretty heavily and so that's why he doesn't want any you know, softies that aren't gonna stick up for yeah. themselves or their country. Come on. <laughs> huh.
2: Yeah, it's funny because it says like delete which one, and it's like, uh, yeah, it says nonviolence. Uh, what else does it say?
0: Yeah, like, it, it's like a really respect. short list of like stupid stuff. Like <laughs> yeah. that's all the rest of the human psyche. Like those six things, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take it out, like out of the menu.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I I have to say. You know usually this kind of movie the okay we're waiting around to get to the science fiction stuff Mm -hmm. is the stuff that drags the movie down but with this movie everything that's not the science fiction stuff that's so hyped up zany comedy Mm -hmm. i was like loving it
1: yeah same yeah same same absolutely (laughs) yeah this movie rules yeah do you think that they were doing drugs they must have. I don't know. I mean, so, there's like scenes that. where they're just yelling at each other and being like, best butts, you know, and, and you're just like, what the fuck? This is so crazy. This is such I a. Mean,
0: yeah. The performances are just like very committed, like way more than you would expect for a movie this way down the ladder of like yeah. low budget, just barely horror movies, you know?
1: You know, yeah, I think so. it's either it was drugs like cocaine or something, or mm-hmm. it was just groupthink where everybody involved was going, oh, man, that was so hilarious. And, like, <laughs> dude, you nailed it. And then so they were yeah. just, like, encouraging each other, and it just got more and more over the top. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. and they're like, yeah, I, just run with it. Go. Just be nuts. And Do you
2: think that was led by Roy Fiddens as Principal Borden? Because he's given a, a damn performance.
1: He is. He definitely is. Um, but so are the, the best buds and the nerd.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, the nerd, yeah. Yeah, like Canadian Eddie Deason. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, right, yeah.
2: Hell, yeah. Yeah, I love and that guy. <laughs> I, I said this to you, Carla, while I was mm. watching it. Um, the th- One of the things I like about this movie the most is I think maybe some of the Canadianisms seeping into it because – it's a really nice movie. Like yeah, yeah, the yeah. nerd has this hot girlfriend and he's not like, you expect this is going to be a movie where it's like fucking nerds. Let's shove no, them into the locker." No, no. <laughs> it's not. It's like, it's a movie where like all the main characters like get along and they're from like one's a jock and the two guys and the nerd. And then like, the attractive popular girl i thought that that was such a like maybe it wasn't super intentional on their part but it it really shone it really shined through for me like that that this movie is about these characters that all get along
0: Mm -hmm. yeah that's true that definitely made it more i don't know like if a a movie has a bunch of characters who are just like douchebags it it can get a little bit much
1: uh if it's if it's too much they they were a little douchey uh like going yeah. to the mall like when they're trying to pick up on the chicks
2: yeah, yeah. That was kind of douchey yeah that's true but but it's but it wasn't you know and i maybe this is another side effect of you know we we've sat through all the porkies and stuff yeah mm. really insidious for, meat, for all the meatballs yeah recently really gross and mm-hmm. like okay they were on an escalator and they saw some girls and they went to go back to get them but then they stopped right or whatever like it never goes to the point where it's like okay guys what the fuck you know
1: <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> did you do you guys know that uh peewee from Porky's was my old boss no yeah i've heard
0: yeah I, I feel like you've mentioned that but yeah I really I, when really i worked remember your, the a call that.
1: center in um, in L.A., yeah, he was the one who hired me, and I worked with him for, like, a good, I don't know, six months But before he transferred to another place. Wow. Yeah, Dan Callahan. <laughs> yeah. And he hired me because I was a Scorpio. What? <laughs> Man, he could have hired me as well. I'm yeah, a Scorpio. <laughs> he would have. He's like, because he's like, yeah, Scorpios and Geminis make the best uh, telemarketers, so uh, I always hire yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs>
2: interesting <laughs> yeah yeah
1: and when i was uh working there he was trying to get his foot back in the door and he did and some move. tryouts for acting again but didn't oh, work out
2: dang it yeah it's yeah. funny
1: that nobody's ever really picked him up for anything
0: I mean, Porky's yeah. was huge no porky's revival yeah mm-hmm. no it might, it might be like a gritty hbo reboot eminence <laughs> oh, so. also
1: at that call center so i worked with um ken wheat do you guys know who Ken Weed is? No. So he, um, he's the one who directed with his brother uh, Caravan of Courage, the Ewok movie. Yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah. And he wrote the script for Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Okay. Mm. And then uh, he wrote the script for Pitch Black, that uh, yeah, Vin, Vin Diesel, Diesel movie. movie. Yeah. yeah. So he was working there. He like bought his house with all that money and uh, just was kind of getting grocery money working there a couple days a week. Okay. And then also worked with uh, the youngest Tony Award-winning actress of all time. She sang in the Secret Garden. She was the lead character, and she sang at Bill Clinton's inauguration. Whoa. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that place was like loaded with weird actors who had once kind of had a pretty good career, and now we're just making telephone calls for different nonprofits. that's wild weird times dude yeah. <laughs> that's la to a t right there yeah <laughs> I can't imagine that. what
2: else about this movie like it it you know by the time it got to the alien stuff i was happy that it, it mm. got there but sure. yeah like yeah. it's just so zany and entertaining i was just happy yeah i thought it was fun
1: <laughs> dude okay so the best scene is the the fight in the salon?
2: Oh my god, dude!
1: So yeah, yeah. Uh, what what causes the fight? Do you guys remember?
2: I just remember that there's like there's there's the fight scene in in the salon. and There's another one later where it's just like something happens and two people start fighting, and then that you know it's a chain reaction that starts everybody fighting, mm-hmm. right?
1: Yeah, I mean th- it's people like stepping out of line and doing something that yeah they think like it disrespects the principle or something <laughs> like that. Um, even if it isn't meant to. But in the end, the salon, the fight starts and, dude, okay, so this movie is not, does not have a budget at all. No, you know? no, and no, absolutely not. So, there's a scene where the lady like takes out a um, hairspray container and like mm-hmm. puts a lighter to it and makes a flamethrower out of it and has a girl pinned mm-hmm. on the floor and you know you think that it's gonna cut away yeah. before she lights the girl on fire but no she lights the girl's hair on fire and she's rolling around with her hair on
2: fire yeah. for a while to and that. then they cut and she stands up and now it's a full body burn
1: yeah dude I did yeah. not see that coming at all.
2: Uh- The thing that I love the most about these two fight scenes is because, as you mentioned, there's not a lot of budget. And so both fight scenes really feel like they got a room full of non-actors that were probably all teenagers and were basically just like, go
1: at it, go for it. No choreography at all.
2: Yeah, you just get this kind of chaos brawl and it's like people are jumping on top of each other and falling onto desks and it's like obviously not choreographed or staged it's just people kind of like jumping
1: around and it's so entertaining yeah so there's a fight in the salon there's a fight in the gym yeah uh with like a bunch of guys in short shorts yeah Mm That's awesome. And then there's also the <laughs> fight in auto shop though, too. Yeah. Where they smash a car, which was pretty cool. I mean, I didn't see that either. I was like, oh, they're real I mean, that was a decent looking car and they yeah. totally beat the shit out of
2: it. Yeah, they got 1.3% of whatever time <laughs> <There you laughs> go. money on that car.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true.
2: <laughs> Just like Jack Griffin's movies, they're so on a budget.
0: And I, I feel like if they had a budget, they would be more horror movies. Mm-hmm. Because like how horror are jack Braffman's movies like his produced movies like even like rock and roll nightmare zombie nightmare there's like some masks in there and like i don't know some weird alien creatures yeah they're definitely that's about the extent that this movie gets as well like some guy shows up like looking like if skelter was in devo but that's that's about the extent of it really yeah
2: so, you know, it's... yeah. And I think even like the stuff that he worked in, like with that snuff movie, mm-hmm. I think that's even one of those movies that kind of sits on the line of like, you can tell it's from people that were from the world of porn. You know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> kind of a horror movie, but it's also like also exploitation.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, for real. <laughs> yes. So what what, what oh, movie, what, what, what version of this movie, like Matt, I know you have a tape.
1: Yeah. So the, the whole story behind the reason I bought the tape, though, is yeah. because i i found the copy that i'm sure you guys watched um Mm -hmm. and at the very end you know we've already spoiled the alien there's the alien creature right and then so there's that glow around him and um and then the quality for the rest of the movie is complete dog shit because yeah, yeah. they were using like, they were layering stuff. And so they. Okay, it,
0: yeah, I was going to ask about that. Yeah. It's,
1: it's, and so uh, that's yeah. why I was like, what the hell? So, something happened with this rip. Uh-huh. And yeah. so I bought the VHS. That's on the VHS too. It just, they okay. didn't clean that up. Yeah. And there also, it, there's no credits after the movie. No credits. No. It's no.
0: Just, it ends on this stupidest, stupidest thing. And then And then a trailer for, for another over. movie.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. On the tape?
1: Yeah. There's okay. a trailer for so some Australian Picasso uh, art theft movie.
2: Yeah, because the the VHS rip that I have, somebody has just cut it like right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what I saw.
1: Yeah, the, it's so funny that trailer. You know, at first uh, I was like, "Oh, this looks good" for about thirty seconds, and then they show the whole goddamn movie with no context. You know, and so yeah. it's just like, "Oh my god, this looks terrible. This looks so painful." Yeah. But it had the craziest title card. It was, like, it was handwritten on, like, cardboard for the movie. It was so crazy. <laughs> it was just the shot of it. I was like, whoa, okay. Do you know what it was called? Uh, Boy, I would have to look. I don't remember. Okay.
2: I'm looking at the, the movies distributed by that, like, VHS
1: release, and I don't see it. It, it was, like, an art. It was, like, Picasso or something like that. Okay. Uh, That's wild. <laughs> yeah, and the movie's in the other room, so I can't look on the... Yeah,
0: that's the case right now <laughs> you guys know this guy on letterbox called phil sternwise
2: yeah, uh, I, I follow that
0: person yeah i think yeah dan you definitely know him but you might not know him matt um this guy has like the most badass lists on Letterboxd. like really you, you need to follow this guy he has okay. like a, a list called cybertronic movies it's like 800 movies in there what the fuck movies about the same crazy action insanity mm. all that stuff it's like a crazy database but this guy also has a website where he does reviews i don't know if he still does reviews but the website is still around it's called cybertronica obscura oh yeah and uh, just about the only review you can find of this movie invasion of the mind benders is his review because mm-hmm. there's like there's one review on imdb of this movie only one and there's like five on letterboxd by now and and yeah. one of them is his and then he has his uh, review on his website as well
1: um yeah i was one of the first ones too i th- or not one of the first yeah yeah, because that I just said that this has one of my favorite food fights in a high school. Yeah, movie. yeah,
0: I saw. Because
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, when we were, me and Drew were doing that um, that supercut of all the different high school movies, I watched so many food fights, mm. uh, every one that I could possibly find that took place in a cafeteria. Nice. And uh, yeah. how did you get
2: from food fights? To knowing that this movie had a food fight, I, you know what?
1: It's crazy uh, it's to me. Fucking detective work, I guess. I have no yeah. idea. <laughs> I, I think like what I I literally did was I would just find every single high school movie I could and just mm, yeah. like and mm. scan them as fast as possible and just look for scenes that look like they would be good for. That makes sense. It has to be take place in a school. That was the essential thing. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to show you guys those movies that we did, uh, Sex Aliens and Computer Warriors. I think it'd be right up your guys' alley. It's probably... We made those movies for probably about an audience of four or five people, and so you would probably fit into that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I want to totally. see that. Yeah.
2: I'm wondering. You may maybe you were just searching on IMDb, and because the one review on IMDb does say that it has a food fight in it. Oh yeah, possibly. Maybe. Who knows?
1: Yeah. yeah, Who knows at this point? <laughs> yeah. I watched every single alien sex movie that ever existed. I was just looking <laughs> through the list today, and it was like seriously, it was probably like like a couple hundred movies with oh aliens God. and sex. It was dude, that was a dark period of my yeah. life dude it was only <laughs> aliens and alien porn and oh my oh god my God, uh,
0: did you ever see the et porn the, oh of course the, the german yeah. one of okay. course yeah <laughs> of course what, what a question yeah
1: <laughs> classic home <laughs> oh, uh, alone on christmas no, it is so dark it's so scary looking with its like dead eyes
0: oh yeah, oh, yeah. i've god. only seen screenshots myself but that's that's enough like yeah. I, I, I actually have done a fan art of that <laughs> oh yeah it's in my in, in the Zine. the buddy scene actually <laughs> so
2: yeah beautiful yeah. um well speaking of movies uh like like this one though have either of you seen interface from 1985 oh, with, ringing a bell? Uh, uh, diamond phillips is in it briefly oh really yeah, yeah. It it's ring not ball. great but it is also like a like a high school like um you know computer uh-huh. kind of movie <laughs> okay yeah it, is it canadian I, no it's just, no no oh, it's
0: vestrom and, and yeah okay
2: but i was i was scrolling through the cybertronica obscuria yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. a review and he mentioned on that like oh, oh yeah Ryan he mentions that. Yeah. The tower yeah 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 he yeah. has a review for the, the house tower house. which is canadian though yeah
1: yeah, um, yeah. what's the yeah. name of that uh, company that did all the vhs releases
2: emeritus yes thank you mm-hmm. yeah 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 classic yeah
1: yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, do we have anything else to say? I guess about Invasion of the Mind Benders from '87. Other than that, we all had a really good time watching it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, this movie's not for everybody, though. No,
2: no, no. I I want it. I want a release, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely,
0: yeah. But I don't know how well it would sell. But you you know what, though, there are some
2: releases right now that are totally pulling the video store swaparoo, where you know they have this art that makes it look like it's one thing, and then the movie is another thing. So for sure, for sure. Recently. You you watched The Caller. I watched The Caller as well. oh yeah that, that art on the Vinegar Syndrome release of that is like, you know, amazing art, but it's like really makes you think you're seeing something that is not what that movie is. Yeah. And also, like most of the movies of that movie is like, just I don't talking. know, like My Dinner with Andre, but then
0: yeah. <laughs> some, some yeah. crazy shit happens at the end. Yeah.
1: All they'd have to do though is be or say from the people who brought you spookies
2: yeah 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 that's, that's enough, it for sure that's yeah, all you'd yeah.
1: have to do and then have the cover art
2: Yeah, and then also say and night of the dribbler and people yeah. will just come running
1: <laughs> they would i swear <laughs> to god people would buy that
2: yeah I mean, well, we people would buy Night of the
0: Dribbler with some, like, retooled art, like, getting yeah. really good artists on that shit. You will make so many people mad and <laughs> yeah, you want will. their money back. Well, Code Red put out Night of the Dribbler. Oh, for yeah. real?
1: Yeah. I didn't even realize. Yeah. Yeah, that was, like, yeah. uh, years ago um, that they did that. That's yeah, how I but saw the
0: it. the release, it's, like, disappear. Pretty much instantly, instantly don't they? Yeah,
1: the Code Reds, it's not a big batch of movies. No, yeah. It's a one-man operation, and he is, yeah. you know, kind of flies by the seat of his pants. He pisses people okay. off all the time. Totally. Yeah.
2: yeah, it's also like, I, you know, we watch a lot of these obscure movies, and you get like, you know, was it released by Scorpion, you know, on DVD, and now it's out of print, or was it released yeah. by Code Red? It's like you get a lot of those. You know what I
1: blew them. my mind? Uh, this is not connected really too much, but is that Vinegar Syndrome put out Rad. You yeah. Oh, that? yeah. Four K. Yeah. And so they put out twenty thousand units of that thing and mm. it's sold out.
2: That's <laughs> crazy.
1: Isn't that crazy? Like That's, I guess they yeah. they might have had to do it because of the music rights. They had to release that yeah. many of them. But I can't believe that twenty thousand people bought rad.
2: Here's the question when when you both were growing up, was Rad like a movie on your like radar? Because I've never seen it until like recently. Yeah, because I had friends that were like ride or die for Rad when yeah. I was in high school, and you know, and and younger. And so, to me, it's always been like a big, big movie. So I can kind of understand. Oh, okay. It. Selling that much, but at the same time, you're right. That is
1: twenty thousand, though.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's
1: crazy. That that sold out instantly. That's insane yeah. to me. <laughs> yeah. So, um, because yeah, I definitely thought there'd be some leftovers for that. Yeah. Because I was telling a yeah, guy same. at work that's like a BMX head, you know, and who yeah. lo- that's his favorite movie, you know. and yeah. Like. Yeah, I bet. Um. And, now we uh, just got to settle
2: for BMX bandits. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> I wonder if he knows about that. I should bring that up with him. <laughs> Definitely not as good as Rad.
2: Petition for Mindbenders 1987 to get a release. I want it. Seriously, yeah, yeah, yeah. we need Brilliant.
1: this. We need I mean, this. It's,
0: it's it's kind of a shitty movie, but it's 100% my kind of shitty movie. It's, yeah. it's just so... I also like the whole idea of this movie using rock and roll to break free from mind control, and it's not the other yeah. way around, kind of subverts that. Yeah. It, it It also has vibes that remind me of, like, Sort of like Nukem High, Day of the Tentacle, like those old video games. Um, yeah. also that Hungry Are the Damned trios of horror segment. Mm. Uh, from The Simpsons as well. <laughs> uh, evil Teachers, Cafeteria stuff. Yeah, yeah. He has like, I don't know, uh, Malls at Christmas, radio stations, mind control, goofy tunes.
2: Yeah, I know I know I love like it, it's not probably not for everybody, but like I don't know, it's fun. Like, yeah, I, it's like fun. Even exactly, if you yeah. were expecting something else when you put this on it's such a like nice fun zany vibe like it's mm. just I don't know it's it, it I wasn't bored no <laughs>
1: yeah it's like uh no? it's as stupid as like a trauma movie but less mm. gross yeah
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah less yeah mm, gross totally. less
0: obnoxious. yeah for sure mm-hmm. it's a good way to uh, put yeah. it I do have like one last bit of trivia I found like okay. skimming the cast uh of this movie. So the guy who played the French teacher. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> an a- is an actor called Robert Dubac. And apparently he stars in something called The Real Geezers of Beverly Hills adjacent. Whoa. And 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 what that is is I found a trailer for it. It's a web series and if you check the trailer, it's like this the most shittiest version of curb your enthusiasm you can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean I have no interest in watching this show, but I just like that, it exists,
1: that this exists. Uh, now yeah. streaming on Amazon Prime, ladies and gentlemen. So uh,
2: <laughs> I. I mean, there's that. Uh, the adjacent is what throws yeah, me yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> Everything hill's adjacent. <laughs> well,
0: you know, check that out, I guess. Yeah, I might. <laughs> mm, mm. Oh, also, one final thing. Uh, in this movie, there's a point where there are. In class, and the teachers like, "Who was the fifth president of the USA?" Mm. I just want to ask Dan, would you get questions about American history in school, uh, like presidents of the United specific. States? Yeah, so Probably not no
2: that specific, but we did. You know, we learned like. When we went to when we had geography class, you know, we were learning worldwide geography or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: like everyone does, but yeah. I don't remember like as a European ever getting questions about like no.
2: the fifth
0: president of the no, United States. That, that
1: feels way too specific. Is this supposed to be taking place in Canada? I saw American flags and stuff.
0: Yeah, I don't
2: think uh, I don't
0: think J- it does. Jack Bradman's movies usually aren't very openly like Canadian. Canadian. Yeah. Also, he's not Canadian. Yeah, so I guess not. Probably <laughs> just. Anytime any town USA kind of thing. Yeah. This was shot in Montreal though. Yeah. Right? Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah.
2: But yeah, you're right, not super Canadian feeling other than just having been produced in the tax shelter era for sure. Mm, it's it's pretty wintry though. So yeah. that helps. You know? For sure. And there's some there's some accents here and there. Mm. I think I heard yeah. an oot here and there.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. I definitely did. <laughs> not too many, but they when they there they was. stood out when you yeah, heard. They stood out. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. I want to know what your rating would be. Oh, sorry. Though. Yeah, how many bent minds?
2: How many bent minds? Out of, out of 10. Oh, geez. 10. Jeez. I, uh, I got to give this like. Full 10? Yeah. Full 10. I was going to say eight. <laughs> i don't know carlo you're easily amused uh that's yeah, true
1: <laughs> i
2: mean sometimes yeah. i am, i'd say eight bent minds out of ten because it's a very fun movie
1: yeah i'd say eight and a half um mm. but again very uh again that's not for everybody you know that's just my personal mm. opinion I like this movie. Uh and I think if you can as long as you get past the first, you know, twenty minutes or so of expecting mm. something to happen then and not just like chaos and dumb <laughs> scenes. Yeah. Then um yeah. then you're good. But once you get into the right, plot, you yeah. actually care too what's gonna happen. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. And the characters are fun to follow around as well. So yeah, yeah. totally. Like maybe not ten, but you know, I I just like this movie a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah. fuck yeah. So right
0: yeah.
2: on totally. Sweet. Well then now let's talk about the next movie, but first I want you hosers to get me a fresh case of beer First thing in the morning (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're gonna need some beer for this one Yeah,
1: Yeah. that's no joke (laughs) Possession,
2: 1987 Directed by Michael Mazzo And Lloyd A. Samandel.
0: Shouldn't let her go, mother
1: I didn't, Frankie She was different She was different
2: This is written by Lynn Grantham and Lloyd Samandal, starring John Johnson, Charlene Martin, and Cat Williams. The sensuality of body heat and jagged edge, the psychological terror of Psycho, is the tagline on the VHS. Oh my God! Yeah, right. And hyperbole (laughs) much. The synopsis. Frankie is a psychopath who drags along problems with his mother <laughs> What? to compensate for these problems. He follows and persecutes Madeline and some of her friends, killing one girl after the other and also everyone who would stand in his way without any reason or comparison. What the hell? Thank you. Synopsis from, I believe, Letterboxd. Yeah.
1: Do you think I, the drag, yeah, on, drags drags along? Pro- well. Oh, go go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was just saying. Do you think the drags along problems is referring to the opening scene where he's dragging the girl? I guess. I guess. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Ninety-nine problems, and that girl is one. Yeah, definitely. That's, yeah.
2: Um, this is produced by North American Pictures. <laughs> <laughs> super generic yeah also known uh for producing stuff like chained heat 2 extra 2 cracker jack and others michael mazzo directed cracker jack also time runner which i believe is canadian to some degree i'm not sure if it was just produced here or or what but that was a mark hamill movie oh mark hamill yeah yeah Yeah. and um so before we get into possession i gotta bring this up i've So far, I've brought this up on two Letterbox reviews, and now I'm going to bring it up on the podcast. Right on. So 1988, Empire of Ash from these two directors is a Canadian post-apocalyptic movie, which I have seen. It sucks, but it does feature one scene where there's a guy who has a helmet that has a rocket launcher strapped onto the helmet. So he can walk around and point his head at things and blow stuff up. Dude, that
1: seems like that would end very badly.
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) A broken neck or
1: something. Yeah, (laughs) decapitated head recoil
2: on that thing for real (laughs) yeah so that movie it it's pretty bad but you know i watched it and have at least one or two memories of it so it can't be the worst thing in the world but did you watch a sequel though so here's the thing (laughs) also on their directing credits empire of ash 3 from 1989 people at home might be like where's empire of ash 2 and what actually happened was they took empire of ash and were like this is good enough, let's just put it out into the world again with the number two after it. And so there exists somebody in this world who watched Empire of Ash and was like, I want to see the sequel, rented the sequel, and was like, this is the same fucking movie, what? (laughs) Okay, exact same running time? Like, exactly the same.
1: No way.
2: That's that's like the
0: most flagrant, I don't know even why, it's just...
2: I I don't know if it's like a rare release or Mm. you know there's not a there's just some information about like was also released as Empire of Ash 2 in 1988 or whatever like so I don't know I haven't done too much research into it but I just think that is one of the best stories ever of just like they fucking must have printed a new cover with the number two on it probably made some VHS tapes
1: (laughs) yeah I mean that seems like it could happen maybe internationally or something like that like um, executioner two you know like where there is no executioner one um yeah that is maybe
2: that maybe that is what happened and it was an international release and then they just did empire bash three and we're like it's three now i guess like something like that okay so
1: something i'm seeing right now i Mm -hmm. looked it up and it's on amazon as a video cd
2: oh really yeah
1: Yeah, so that might be the only release of it but
2: would they then make a third movie you know because they released on vcd like overseas that seems crazy (laughs) I don't know, dude. Oh my God. So maybe my fictional thing where somebody went to the rec, the the rental store and rented it and got pissed off never happened, but still amusing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That is whack as hell though.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that's pretty notable. Another Mm -hmm. notable thing about possession is uh, Melissa Martin was in Friday the 13th. Jason takes Manhattan. Probably the only other notable you know Who is she act, in that one? actress in this movie um she plays Tamara. wait what's her name again melissa martin a lot of the stuff it's that not, i saw it's not are...
0: even listed on letterboxd her name oh really Sh- charlene
2: martin maybe yeah yeah, oh, yeah. charlene martin. martin oh maybe yeah. she changed her name
0: yeah yeah maybe yeah but yeah she's listed uh yeah. charlene martin on letterboxd yeah
2: okay. yeah all this all the stuff i saw written about it was just like she's a victim in the movie so i'm not sure if she's like one of the main characters or like what
1: do you guys uh, like Jason Takes Manhattan? What are your feelings? No.
0: I mean, I like most, Friday the 13th movies, So yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. I it's don't hate it, It's not but... great, but I
1: like it. It's not the worst one, but it sucks. It's low on the list for yeah. me. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I'm still like we, you know, we talked about this on a recent movie melt. Where oh yeah. You know there's the you know everyone when they were growing up were like that one doesn't even have jason in it and <laughs> i definitely fell into that like pattern of people who were like hey, he takes a boat to manhattan you know about the <laughs> whole movie and like but if i really was to look at jason takes manhattan it's like pretty entertaining anyway like it's not the worst thing in the world that they're I mean, on a boat but <laughs> yeah
0: like every friday 13th from one through eight i just have nostalgia for like yeah. those were probably like my first horror movies so mm-hmm. i can't definitely. dislike any of those yeah, even if some of them aren't great, but yeah, I mean, okay, even the even the first one, I I don't know if I call that a
2: great horror movie. I like it a lot, but I think the first Friday Thirteenth gets more credit, you know, because of being it. the first of a series. Yeah, at yeah. the time, and I think people are always like, "That's like a legitimately great, you know, slasher movie," and I think like it's fine. It's like, solid, but it's fine
1: i mean the twist at the end's good
2: yeah yeah that's totally. the, the thing that
0: everyone remembers that and, yeah, the, yeah.
1: and the soundtrack was good too mm, you know it's yeah, very yeah, memorable sure. it had a lot of the ingredients that yeah. made it work um mm. but yeah you guys are jason or freddie guys Oof.
2: um <laughs> probably if i don't know you see i think the low points of the Freddy movies are maybe some i don't know maybe not though Well,
1: are the low, so low points of Freddy movies oh, <laughs> there's plenty <laughs> oh dude some are of those there? are brutal Man, I love all of those. Yeah, I don't know. It's been a while since I've like revisited any of the ones mm. that I thought were stinkers. Like,
0: I, I will say though, like the like the five six hour documentaries, the uh, the Freddie one, never sleep again, Jason right?
2: One. Oh, way better. Mm.
0: There's like more interesting stories.
2: Yeah, all way better stories. Yeah. The camp, the camp crystal memories or camp crystal lake memories. Mm-hmm. One crystal is crystal lake memories. yeah. Yeah, like a, like a holding pattern of like, and then we did it again, and then yeah. I, the weather was bad, and yeah. I was in the I lake, mean, and it... Don't it, get me wrong, I love watching that shit, um, yeah. but
0: yeah. I guess in the end, I'm a Jason guy, just, I don't know, I I'd, I'd like the imagination of the Freddy movies a whole lot, but yeah. there's something like raw and dumb slashery about Jason that, that really, I don't know, stuck yeah. with me, and as a kid, I was really into yeah.
2: yeah. I I think I'd have to agree because it has the like the base, the base level, like gut level, just like violence, nudity, murders, like in and out in 90 minutes. And you're, you know, you're done. (laughs) There's that kind of just like Mm -hmm. as a kid, that was very appealing, Mm -hmm. you know, and and I think as I grew up, I more like would appreciate, you know, the Freddy movies for their inventiveness and the, Mm -hmm, you know, they made one every year and they were making them in like, you know, nine months apart from each other and Yeah. I mean it's it's also just asking me to pick between two favorites and yeah, sure. exactly. no, definitely.
1: Yeah. I've always been more of a Freddy dude. Just mm-hmm. Jason, I mean I love Friday the thirteenth movies, but mm-hmm. he's just a big hunk of meat killing people. Yeah, yeah it's not yeah. a lot to him. No, there's nothing no. to him. No, and no. Freddy is more complex, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh he's got the brains. And yeah. uh, and he's got the jokes he's power. too. And he's got the jokes, yeah, for sure. And also yeah. the idea of like killing graphic, in dreams though. and stuff like that—it just allowed for so much more creativity.
0: Mm, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah, totally. When you watch those documentaries, the behind-the-scenes stuff about like everything they had to pull off on all those movie sets and the time they had to do it pretty amazing
1: so uh something that i i can't remember when i talked about it on movie melt but it was on uh, one of the episodes for some reason i was talking about nightmare on elm street 3 and mm-hmm. Dawkins, you know was did the yeah. music video for that yeah and uh apparently um freddie uh what is his name i'm totally blanking right now um robert england thank you so much okay yeah apparently robert england was doing lines of coke with Dawkins off of his freddie glove (laughs) in their trailer
2: oh my god yeah
1: Yeah, sure beautiful i know dude be a fly on the wall for that yeah Man. oh well possession <laughs> yeah yeah possession yeah anyway let's talk about something not as good Speaking as those. Of,
2: uh, you know jason hunk of meat you know walking around killing people this movie is a slasher movie and it's a very uh standard issue vhs forgotten slasher movie that you would find at the end of a dusty hallway in a thrift store and uh you know the most notable thing about this movie is the actor who plays the murderer uh, is a fucking ham.
1: Yeah he is I, I don't know. think that's the most notable thing for me but
2: yeah for me this movie well you know you're right there is uh, a lot more stripping than I thought yeah dude There's the male, strip male strip scenes, strippers
1: that's, yeah and then the the song the original song that's playing over them stripping is yeah uh, epic dude that that was good that's worth the you're price right. of admission right there <laughs> <laughs> yeah but John
2: Johnston you know he's mugging and he's I saw somebody on Letterbox compare him to David A. Pryor mm-hmm. doing that kind of just like hey, 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 hey like and then like looking at like people and making faces and shit right the director yeah like well also <laughs> in movies as well right mm, well his brother was not in movies oh yeah yeah was david in some of them i think he was yeah maybe
0: i don't remember yeah ted remember. is
1: the the ted big old the hunky adult. one yeah yeah, yeah.
2: Maybe he meant Ted prior. Maybe. I don't know. You're probably right. I think he was not in very many, very much of the. Oh, wait, I'm
0: seeing the review. Like, uh, weirdo Canadian slasher about a mommy freak who turns full on cartoon, eventually just making squeaky, weaselly laughs and David A. prior level expressions. Totally. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, I see what he means.
2: They might have meant Ted, though. Who knows? Mm, so, um, yeah, like in those movies you
0: know yeah
2: like that, that <laughs> all that yeah that yeah i i was very amused by that stuff um mm-hmm. this this movie the gist of it as a, as we mentioned that weird synopsis is basically frankie is a psychopath uh, he has mommy issues it's very kind of psycho-esque he's killing these women and saying they were going. are this one was going to be different and all this shit and then you eventually get um a bunch of people who are going to go up into a cabin and get male
1: strippers <laughs> yeah uh I, yes. did you guys think that his mom was real because i didn't i was really surprised when she actually existed i thought I, it was gonna be like when psycho he,
2: he kills her i was like wait a second wait
1: no She like well the first time it, it shows like, that she's actually real is when she tries to stop the girl from running out of the house yeah which that is the one of the funniest struggles i've ever seen yeah uh, <laughs> it was that was amazing it was like an actual old person uh, attempting to stop somebody and uh, and then yeah. the actor not wanting to hurt the old person yeah and <laughs> it was
2: it was pretty yeah good. like this movie has moments um that were memorable to me in like a Tell stupid way so one of the moments was the killer opens a pizza box with a knife yeah. for some reason and then Takes a bite of the pizza with toppings down what facing.
1: What the tongue. fuck, dude? Who the fuck does that? I have I thought, oh, I don't remember. <laughs> I was like, what a I psychopath. Seriously, who fucking turns their pizza upside down to eat it? Yeah. Who wants the bottom of the pizza to be. <laughs> I Seriously? guess, it, you know what, though? That is like you're getting the toppings on the tongue.
2: Oh. Yeah, but ha- how many structurally sound pizzas have you eaten in your life where there was not a single stray topping? <laughs>
1: That's really yeah, true. I know. He's, he's, he's willing to risk it all for the flavor. Yeah. Just, just, I don't know. Nothing can really
0: fall off. He's a like, reckless guy, right? Especially there. when they're colts. It's fine. I,
2: uh, yeah. I Love thought it. that was psychopathic. And I was like, he's a killer for sure. um Later, he carves mom into the tree and then licks the knife while he's doing it. And mm-hmm. I was like, what a fucking, that was weird performance notes there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then, so for the first time ever in Hoser Horror History, I pulled an audio quote. All right. <laughs> Do you guys remember the two guys in the car driving no. around? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. dude, what you. the fuck? You remember what they were? Here, Carlo, I'll refresh your memory, okay? Shit, Tony, am I ever horny today? What? Yeah, I know what you mean. I'm really horny, too. Shit, if you don't stop rubbing your blade
0: behind, you're going to be used to tonight, you're
2: Once it's up there, it's uh, almost up there. So that is (laughs) these two guys, and he says, like, I'm so horny. And then the other guy's like, yeah, I'm horny, too. And then he's scratching his dick, and I can't figure out what the other guy says, because he says, um, uh, shit, if you don't stop rubbing your blade... Mm rubbing your something like your dick but he says something else it sounds rubbing his dick with a blade
1: (laughs) 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 hopefully not that's not a good idea don't do that
2: (laughs) you're gonna be useless for tonight and then the guy's like what if he's doing that once it's up there it's always up there
1: (laughs) what the fuck yeah and you got to use it or lose it like what not in the car with me please not on the road trip the inappropriate time for you to be that rubbing was the dog
2: bizarre scene it was one of those great like who wrote this moment right
1: yeah that is not a human interaction yeah. that has ever happened i mean <laughs> i've
2: never been sitting around and and casually said to a friend like oh man i'm so horny yeah. Like no shame but like we don't got to talk about it like you know <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, people say weird shit, though.
2: Yeah. Yes. You know, if you pay attention. I I just really like that the other guy was just, like, all on board. He's like, I know what you mean. I'm also very horny.
0: <laughs> Dude, we're both so horny right now. Yeah. It's going to happen. Dude, it's yeah. so awesome. <laughs> yeah. it's really Don't you horny. love
1: being horny? Especially yeah. with your best oh, bud. <laughs>
2: uh, that was spectacular.
1: Yeah, that was definitely a standout scene for sure.
2: Yeah. And there was uh, another moment where the one woman is talking about how she met a guy at a bar and her friend is like, you were in a bar. <laughs> I-, I laughed really hard at that.
1: <laughs> so are we going to talk about Lloyd Smandel or Simmendahl or whatever his name is? <laughs> sure. OK, yeah, if you want to. Yes. Yeah, sure. Well, OK, what so you, I you know want. a little bit about him because okay. I interviewed Rena Riffle. You know, Showgirls yeah, yeah. 2 and Showgirls yeah. fame. And um, so she did four movies with him. And for the research of interviewing her, I watched those movies. Mm. And yeah. so Lloyd, I guess, is originally Canadian. He moved to—I don't know if he moved to the Czech Republic, but he shot all of his movies over there mm-hmm. because they're cheap to make. And so he did, like, these bondage movies that are, like—there's probably 50 of them, and I'm not exaggerating. And yeah. There's 50 movies— It's about women being tied up. It's either being tied up by a man, a woman. And um, yeah, she was in the four of them, like Dark Confessions, Chained Heat 3. No Escape. uh, No Escape, Bound Cargo, and Caligula's Spawn. So there's five of them.
0: Yeah, they're all in letterbox. Yeah.
1: And uh, Caligula's Spawn I thought was the coolest one because Mm -hmm. it was like set in the days of Caligula. But, yeah, it was really crazy. Um, I I had to ask Reno about it Mm because I was just like – out of her career, it was so out of place. It was the closest thing she ever did to porn by far. And okay. uh, I was just like, what was going on? Like, why did you do five movies with this dude? And it's yeah. like they're from 1998 to 2005. You know, she went and did multiple trips. It's not like she shot them all in one go. Yeah, yeah, yeah and she said that he paid her really well there was a great vacation and he used the same crew of people and they were so awesome Uh, they she loved all of them and it was like a really tight community and uh but she said that each time that she went back for the movies it just got less and less of a budget you know at first she was being put up in like five-star hotels and by the end it's like she had her own trailer that wasn't very big yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a movie that she did uh, that she directed, starred in, and wrote after Showgirls 2 called uh, Al- Astrid's Self Portrait, okay. which I love. It's... Totally fucking awesome movie. Um, but. In that movie, there's a bunch of uh, camcorder footage of her trip to the Czech Republic and some, like, behind-the-scenes stuff of, like, bound Mm -hmm. cargo. And you see, like, the cast, like, kind of joking around as, like, women are getting spanked and climbing climbing ladders with a short skirt and stuff. And, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, But uh, as far as his movies go, they're they're just straight fetish and not interesting either. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know— world yeah. war ii you know people mm-hmm. in nazi outfits tying up people uh, like jewish people or you know caligula spanking stuff um
0: I mean, looking at his list on Letterbox, apparently he also did a movie with Stratton <coughs> the
1: yeah
2: yeah that's a canadian movie yeah yeah i see uh yeah so apparently it's not very good so
1: <laughs> yeah so i was actually really excited to see one that wasn't a fetish film yeah
2: okay. yeah it's interesting when you go to lloyd's films it's like there's a few you know possession Chain heat Two, empire of ash uh ripper two there's like the stuff at the top Cracker Jack three it's all like kind of you know Expected sort of movies, but then you scroll down, and you're like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's
2: also a movie called Fatal Conflict with like Gary Ware, Jennifer
0: Rubin, Leo Rossi, Miles O'Keefe. That mm-hmm. one sounds looks interesting.
1: Uh, <laughs> it, does it look like um one of the tie-up movies or not?
0: No, no, not even. It's just like Gary Ware with a uh, with Every a rifle. Gun. Yeah, yeah. So it looks like an action movie. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I probably have a copy of this one actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah can't funny. say a whole lot about this yeah, yeah. Another, yeah. someone says another of lloyd samandl's check
2: cheapies
1: Oh, uh, okay so it probably is some bondage in there then yeah probably
2: <laughs> yeah yeah so were you let down by uh one of the non yes i mean
1: <laughs> okay this movie starts out and you know it's just a violence against women movie okay yeah. i get it yeah i've seen these before and, you know, there's a couple promising things in the beginning. Like, um, you know, the, like I said, that struggle with the old lady was yeah. pretty funny. And then also the the best scene I thought that was the coolest was when he goes into his closet and there's like just like dirty clothes, but it's like dead women like piled up. And then there's a woman hanging in a dress in the closet and yeah. he's treating them like they're clothing. And he like opens up a chest and there's like a woman stuffed inside there and i was like Mm. whoa that's cool he's like treating them like clothing like that's really interesting
2: like there's there's Mm. some kind of thought put into like what kind of a freak this guy is or whatever
1: yeah you know you're just like oh okay i get like this guy's headspace right now Mm -hmm. you know he's just like trying on different outfits basically Mm. um but then after that you know it's like i was just i did not give a shit and except for the male strip scene um there's like the pizza you know there's just like there's these few things like the horny like we've talked about most of the ones that are in here that i cared at all
2: yeah it, it turns into a holding pattern of like girl gets in the shower then she has a shower then she gets murdered then we cut back to the friends okay later another person has a shower gets ready to go lay in bed and wait for their boyfriend and then the guy shows up and murders her and then the boyfriend shows up and he murders him this <laughs> is very just like okay here we go over I mean, and over again
1: the change of tone is kind of funny like you'll have you know the killer chasing the group of girls in a car you know and the cops like blow up a boat that he he's hiding good. in yeah that's yeah. fine and but then the next day it's like you know cut to the next scene and it's a girl in <laughs> bed with her boyfriend and you're and it's just like ah man what a crazy night anyway (laughs) you guys want to go to the strip club you know and it's like that keeps happening they have these like awful events and then uh you know the next day it's like press the reset button yeah
0: yeah yeah Yeah, totally uh yeah Mm. Yeah. i I truly have nothing to say about this (laughs) (laughs) yeah i like i i i try watching this like at one point i'm like i'm gonna need a drink but the drink doesn't help so you know (laughs) yeah i mean the worst movie we've done yet whoa really it might be yeah i don't know i i I guess it has
2: has to be up there
0: what else have you got then? other than night of the dribbler well we didn't really cover that we just talked about we didn't watch it for the show i know but i did
2: <laughs> oh, okay yeah i watched it and then we kind of did a did mini review of night it of dribbler was worse than this it was harder to watch mm. it was easier for me to just allow this movie to happen by halfway <laughs> point of night of the dribbler i was like begging dribbler has a, mercy has a guy in a basketball mask sometimes
1: <laughs> yeah sure so that's yeah. Better
2: than I mean what thing. else have we done that has been absolutely the worst yeah. you know we've done
0: right. a couple of movies where I was like this isn't really for me but I can see how someone else would be into this
1: mm-hmm. you don't think that with this I definitely think that there's an audience for this
0: there's always gonna be well, yeah. audience, I think the audience for this one is the smallest one maybe yep maybe I
2: guess clown but, murders uh, wasn't Archer. so good I mean which one clown murders was kind of a drag yeah but I still feel this is worse yeah. But you no, dude I, slasher I fans connect for Night of the Dribbler.
1: Slasher fans are die hard, dude.
2: Yeah, no. This movie is 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 quintessential. You found it in the bottom of a case of VHS tapes. Somebody's mm-hmm. gonna watch it and be like, it had nudity and it had people getting knives stuck in them. Ergo, I am okay. With Ergo. It. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah and and it was not good it was pretty brutal and i got very bored yeah. but yeah i mean
1: if this didn't have the stripper scene in it then i would agree that this would be like one of the worst but yeah. the stripper scene was great like that was fun yeah and uh yeah but, but it wasn't long enough you know
2: yeah honestly more male stripping dance music scenes less the shower scenes mm-hmm. in way like i know I, like give me more of that kind of like unexpected thing because i expect there to be Lots of women getting naked in this. I didn't expect like somebody on Letterbox said like a Chippendales tryout tape. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that was like, whoa, your show! Oh, your show! You're surprising me, and you know, like, why is this happening? Like, that was kind of entertaining, and the song, like you said, was really good. Yeah, <laughs> you know what was better than this? The Mangler two. Oh my God. Oh, <laughs> it was
0: better just because Thank Lance So bad. The
2: <laughs> yeah. it's up there it's up there for words for sure
0: the mangler 2 has like a 1.8 on letterbox and possession has a 3 which is shocking
1: to me yeah you know the thing is though Letterboxed. yeah i know i know so what people say that stuff sucks all the time that i'm like totally disagree with yeah yeah the the
2: only other notable stuff here for this movie is it was shot in a vancouver mansion as well as some regional woodlots um apparently this is where they shot a lot of the stuff from some of their other movies lloyd and michael um and one other notable thing was i was really digging deep into google to try and find stuff about this movie and i Mm -hmm. found it listed on like this like historical vancouver list of like things that have happened in vancouver and i thought it was really funny that like really deep in some website they're like also Possession was shot
1: here. <laughs> wow, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. I don't but know if you want to advertise
1: yeah. that or not, but uh, yeah, okay.
2: Purely, purely slasher diehards only. <laughs> if you've seen every single slasher you've ever seen your entire life, then maybe watch Possession. Yeah, this I is, like slashers, but I guess I don't like slashers this much.
1: No, yeah, I'm just talking about there is a type of person that that is nostalgic for them. And yeah. they watched every single one, and this is going to be scraping the bottom of the barrel, yeah. and this is going to be one they haven't seen, and so yeah. you know, and that's going to be exciting alone is that yeah. they haven't yeah. well, seen this one.
2: Things that we talked about will be enough to get that person through to sure. the next stabbing or whatever, yeah. like the and horny then, conversation, the like. I kind of have that with like alien ripoffs. Sure, like, totally have to
0: get like super bad before i say no this is this this is too bad <laughs> have you seen alien 2 on uh, Earth? no i haven't actually that's like one of the last ones that i haven't seen
2: yet yeah actually. that's like the ripoff one
0: <laughs> i mean there's there's several like i watched one recently called alien terminators with maria ford mm. um, oh. which is maybe the worst one i've seen yet but i still liked it so yeah
2: uh. watch alien 2 on earth i want to know what you think of that <laughs> i will okay no 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 problem i mean i've i remember it enough to to be like to to tell you to watch it so i mean it's not the worst movie i've ever seen (laughs) it's
0: good enough for me it's an alien ripoff yeah yeah
2: so possession 1987 pretty dire yeah pretty dire mind 1987 three thumbs up on one hand yeah Yeah. so (laughs) that that's the two movies um Matt, do you want to plug some stuff before we get out of here?
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, we have this radio network, much like you guys, that's very confusing, called the Companeros Radio Network. And uh, I have the show called Movie Melt and uh, Grindhouse and Exploitation, even though we cover a lot more than that. Um mm-hmm. And uh, also, we have Gets Off with Dr. Snuggles, which is a show about softcore movies. Um, we have a newly added show to the roster called Ballbusters. That what a
2: ballbuster!
1: Yeah, about uh, femme fatales, and uh, you guys know about that one, right? Mm -hmm, a little yeah i've heard of it and then uh heavy leather horror show which is uh straight out of the belly of the beast in salem massachusetts salem's number one horror show Mm -hmm. and then uh, songs on trial where we listen to outsider music and judge whether the movie (laughs) whether the music is uh guilty not guilty or not guilty by reasons of insanity but yeah um that's pretty much all i got to plug i yeah i am seriously so stoked though that we were able to talk about invasion of the mind Yes. Yeah. i yeah. was completely was yeah. okay with uh tolerating the crap that was possession but yeah um, yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah especially was... because possession is like the same title as one of my favorite movies of all time so <laughs> oh,
0: the last movie, yeah.
1: yeah so yeah. don't yeah. don't have the same name as my favorite movie and <laughs> be that yeah. crappy
2: that's a good uh, Letterboxd list. Movies, but not that movie. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. I feel
2: like that list exists. Probably. A yeah. list like that, I sure. <laughs> mm. Not that one. You know? Um. Yeah. So, yeah, that's gogocompaneros.com. Yeah. And uh, you can find me on Letterboxed and Twitter at YCKMD. And don't forget dot com. Check out all the stuff there. And Carlo. Changed his his Twitter account to Zolar fucks. Yes, <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. So do that. Go follow him. We all he knew he change, got
1: his dick wet. You didn't change
2: uh, your letterbox to Zolar fucks, did you?
1: I might. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I might I might. <laughs> but yeah, Carlo goes boom is the letterbox yeah, for now. Yeah for now
0: that's your own letterbox as
2: well probably. i am i'm duke royal yeah. yes nice. yeah so follow all of us on there go to gogocompanyeros.com back dash row.com and all of that good stuff and otherwise that's it uh we had it we didn't we have an audio thing that i'm supposed to have here good day eh? just oh yeah that. okay good day i'm bob mckenzie this is my brother doug how's it going eh? on the way out we'll say how's it going
0: <laughs> yeah for <laughs> real like i
2: just i just thought he had the good day Take
0: off, man. <laughs> <laughs>